This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI-audio, the place where blind people talk tech. It sure is. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. I am Stephen Scott, back with you once again for another hour of technology talk and discussion and nonsense as well. And with me to collate the nonsense, I've got Sean Priest. Hello, Sean. Ooh, collate. I like that. But let's let's stop a minute. You didn't do the hello, hello, hello. It doesn't feel right. Actually, he did. Do the hello, hello, hello. Oh, sorry. I wasn't listening correctly. Okay. Hello. It's good to be here. Have you still got that cold, Sean? I have. Have left my, my, ear still dead. Yes, my ear's a little bit gluey. Sorry. Oh, Ugh, gross. Thank goodness Tim Schwartz from Life After Blindness is here with working ears. Uh, hello, Tim. <laughs> hello, Stephen. <laughs> hello, Sean. Hello, 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 as a matter of fact. Uh, yes, uh, thank you for having me. I heard that one. Honest to goodness. Right, we're only just in, and it's chaos already. I haven't reached a minute yet. Well. Right, okay. Uh, look, we have got so much to get through on this hour, and uh, we're going to be talking a bit later about the news of the week, some big news, uh, especially for one of us, Sean. Not not me or you, by the way, oh. uh, but for that other guy called Tim. Uh, yeah, he's got bows AR frames. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's not news. Well, that's not news, but uh, there is wonderful news about the app yes. Soundscape. Now, look, I, I want to say something here, right? I, I So I was at Microsoft for uh, Double Tap TV uh, what, a month or so ago, Yes, and I, I'm in the place, and they show me Bose AR frames. They're like, oh, look, these are these things called Bose AR frames. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And they said, oh, look, there's this app called Soundscape. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I know. And... They never said anything about a link-up in any way, shape, or form. I, I did wonder why they had the two together. And I think I remember coming here afterwards and coming to you guys and saying, do you know what? It would be great if those two linked up. Use the AR in the glasses, the augmented reality, to help you navigate around. <laughs> They'd already done it, it. It would be fantastic. But, yeah. well, I, but I don't think at that point they had... Maybe done a public release of that because that didn't happen a month ago. No, not no, in the app. No, so right. it might have been happening behind the scenes, and that was the plan. But it didn't seem like they made that very clear to you when you were there. No, no, no. It might have Tim, been implied, Tim. but yeah. What he's saying is that he's he's claiming the scoop on this. Oh, story. we definitely had the scoop that it was a possibility to come. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But he had no idea. He asked no questions. He was in the room <laughs> with the items and asked no questions. Is it a scoop? Right. Here's my question: Is it a scoop? If you've no idea if it's a scoop or not, right? If you <laughs> Just kind of, I mean, we literally, we literally did the blind thing and stumbled onto a news story and still <laughs> didn't know it was a news story. Um, yeah, I think we should claim it. I, I think, definitely think we should it. claim it. Yeah, I think it's ours. We're keeping it. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, so it's great. You can read a full article on it on our doubletap.online uh, blog. But before you go and do that, let me tell you what else is coming up. Uh, we're also going to be uh, talking about audio games. Tim has been reviewing one, which is actually not out until next year. Uh, Tim, give us a flavor of what you're going to talk about. Ooh, a flavor. Mm. Uh, yeah, a flavor is that there is a game that's been in development, or actually just started development. They had a they, uh, Kickstarter campaign to raise some money to develop it, 
and they, they are working on that now. They met their goals. Unfortunately, it could be maybe a little less than a year before the game is actually launched, but we're talking a fully immersive binaural audio, which we'll talk about later on, but binaural audio. So you're talking about a 3D immersive environment where you can interact with everything around you. There's a full world to walk around and experience and, and do things in. So I am very excited about the prospect of this. Okay, well, we're going to hear more about that later. Although I will say one 3D audio immersive environment and actually fully sensory experience I like is getting chicken. Um, I love chicken, especially that fried <laughs> stuff from an American state, which I believe is mm. called Kentucky. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Is that a state? I, I don't know much about it. It's, a, it's a commonwealth, but a state, I guess, yeah. I have this argument with my wife because she is from Kentucky. I I am not. I was dragged forcefully to Kentucky, but um, or forcibly. But um, but it is it is a state, but they call it a commonwealth. I I I don't know. It's a bucket. Everyone knows. But yes, okay. Carry on. Striped bucket is all that you need to know. Yeah, that's not the state we're referring to. We're referring to the chicken. Just to be clear. No, just to be clear. I've got to be careful because there are people from Kentucky that listen to this show. Yeah. Um. So you live there. Hello, Kentuckians. Lovely chicken. Anyway, I want to say hello to uh, Renee and Charade. I hope I've got that right, uh, who love listening to the show. And they say lots of uh, great information and humor. Whenever we get KFC, I order chicken strips and mashed potatoes with gravy. Uh, I always use my chicken strips to eat the potatoes. It works well and tastes awesome. And now this is what I was talking about with Robin Christofferson on our Texture Pro special when we were talking about how I managed to fashion a spoon out of of a chicken mini fillet, which I've got to say, guys, I still stand by to this day, was genius. You're the Elon Musk of fried chicken. (laughs) I am the Elon Musk of spoons. Um, Three episodes this has gone on for. Scooping mash out of a bowl using a piece of chicken. Three episodes. Can we leave it alone now? Very well done. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I've got to say, we really... I I almost knew how to rinse this story as much... (laughs) As much as I knew how to rinse the mash out of that box. Um, oh, well done. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I did think of you, Stephen. I saw an article where someone was using a KFC bucket to go refill their uh, soda at the at the fountain, you know, at the soda machine. Wow. They they cleaned out the bucket and went and, and used it to uh, to get their soda refill. Oh, that is amazing. No, no, that's just wrong that's behavior. Perfectly acceptable. Don't do that. Yeah, it's something Stephen would do. I was surprised it didn't say Stephen Scott from Glasgow did this, but well, it wasn't. Well, I would do this. Obviously, what you do, right? So you, you go up to the, the, the water or drink filling thing. Well done. Whatever the name of that is. And, uh, <laughs> and you go up to that. But what you do is you, you, you drop some, you drop some uh, drink in there, yeah. and then you sort of swish it around a bit, and then you pour it into the bin, and then you go back and do Because otherwise you're going to get chicken oh, what bits. what a waste. That, that, that could be a whole new right. drink. We can make a chicken straw. Why not? We've got chicken sporks now, apparently. Oh, a chicken spork. Chicken spork. <laughs> wow. I tell you, There's the episode I have, title. I have a love-hate relationship with sporks. Don't, don't, don't trigger me. I kind of like the spork, I've got to say. Um, I must admit. I, I like the spork, but I, I accidentally had one at Taco Bell once break off in my food, and I swallowed it, and it got stuck in my throat. So, so again, I have a love-hate relationship with the sport. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Renee and Charade, uh, hello to you both in Chippewa <laughs> Falls. I've got to mute myself. <laughs> Chippewa Falls in Wisconsin, who uh, got uh, in touch with us there. Thank you so much for the email and uh, for all of your emails. Keep them coming. Feedback at ami.ca. I got an email from, uh, actually, a tweet. we saw a tweet uh, this week on our at Double Tap Canada from Luke Sam Snowden, who said, hey, guys, what's your email address? And then I remembered, 
we hadn't given out the email address last week. Good point. Uh, <gasps> so, yes, uh, if their email address, email address is feedback at ami.ca. Uh, right, let's kick things and off. Luke, you're welcome. I, I did respond to you, Luke, y- You so did, you absolutely. You got back well to done, Tim. Which is fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about the Echo Show 5. Now, the reason we're talking about this is uh, because Sean and I have managed to get our hands on one of these, and we're going to tell you our thoughts on it a bit later. But uh, what we thought we'd do is uh, give you an idea of what this device is. We all know what the Echo is, well, at least we, I hope we all do, um, as in it's the device that you can talk to, and Lady A, as we call her, will talk back. But they now sell these devices with screens as well that gives you added information. How good are they? Well, we thought we'd ask the question to uh, Robin Christofferson, who has become a regular voice on uh, here on Double Tap Canada, and also a regular face on Double Tap TV as well. Here he is reviewing his new toy, the Echo Show 5. I have a new toy. I have an Echo Show 5, and it's fantastic. Quick description, 5-inch screen, rectangular in landscape mode. Um, the rest of it's covered in fabric, like the third gen Echo Dot and probably all the other Echoes these days, tapering towards the back. So a flat looking thing, um, sort of wedge shaped with the screen being the front larger part of the wedge. And the speakers are coming out of the fabric and the touch screen is really, really responsive, really clear and really useful as well. I mean, I'm blind, as some of you listeners know probably already, and I still get a lot of use out of it, and I'll explain that in a moment, but um, the rest of the family can see, and they really like it as well. It has a lot of useful information. Just in sort of standby mode, you can have, you can choose really nice backgrounds, you can choose a particular photo, you can have a slideshow of a, an album of your favourite photos, uh, it will show you the weather and what else, the time and that sort of thing. If you've got timers on the go, it will list those as well. And whenever you ask her something, she complements what she speaks out with information on the screen as well. So if I ask for the weather, Alexa, what's the weather? In Warwick, there's a flood alert in effect. The current weather is nine degrees Celsius with showers. Tonight, You can expect cloudy skies moving in and out with a low of four degrees. So whereas the weather is on the screen all the time with the, you know, the the current weather, temperature, etc. This now has on the screen a hourly breakdown and telling you what each hour will bring. And obviously you could ask for the weather over the next week and all that sort of thing. Now, when you ask for the news, whereas with normal dots, you get... Um, for example, here in the UK, the Sky News on the Hour audio summary or the BBC or whatever. With this, actually, it starts playing Sky News by default and not just the flash briefing length. It just plays the TV station until you tell it to stop. Alexa, give me the news. Robin, here's what's new this afternoon. From Sky News. Very good afternoon. Welcome. The Labour Party has launched its Youth Manifesto, which features a £1 billion pledge. So now we've got that on the screen and there are play controls, etc. If you play any skills, 
then it will bring up menus when it's asking you what choices you want to make. It will bring that up on the screen, or at least that's been my experience in the ones that I've tested. With the puzzler skill, which is the crossword one I did recently, it brings the whole puzzle up on the screen as well. Um, when you ask for facts, it will tell you not just the information that, um, you know, the Wikipedia information, for example, when somebody was born, we asked earlier, it also brings up a picture of the person and some other salient bits of information on the screen as well. So it just really adds a lot of value to the common everyday things that we're asking the A-Lady to do. When you are listening to music, it will bring up the uh, music art, you know, the album art, and obviously the same with podcasts as well. And let's just quickly finish off with a quick demo of voice view, which you can obviously enable with voice. Alexa, turn on voice view. Voice view ready. 541 skills. That's quite... Tap to activate. <laughs> I'm going to put the volume up a little bit. Okay, I've put the voice up a little bit. Now let me just tap somewhere on the screen. 542. Just swiping now. 542. Nine degrees light rain. Skills. Mind masher. Recently used skill. So you can flick left and right. You can roam your finger around the screen and you can double tap to activate that item. Really, really accessible. Alexa, turn off voice view. Voice view exiting. There you go, guys. Super, super cool. This is the show five. It's the cheapest and smallest one. You can get an eight inch and a 10 inch as well. And I should mention that there's a camera and there's a physical slider button so that you can turn the camera off or you can shutter it so that people who um, video call you, for example, out of the blue, you can see them, but they can't see you until you turn on the camera. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Robin. A really good review of the device, hands-on, and uh, looking at some of the features that it has. Um, so, Tim, I, I want to get your thoughts on this a bit later because I, I want to hear what you think about this device based on what you're hearing. I just want to give our views Absolutely. to give you some other opinions on this. Sure. Because <laughs> Robin thinks it's, like, amazing. But does Sean think it's amazing? Or fantastic, actually, as he says. I like it. Right. Um, yeah, I, I do think it's a nice piece of kit, and I think it totally blows the Echo Spot out of the water. I mean, taking the price point out of it, uh, the fact that it's got a camera for video drop-ins is nice, and the voice view touchscreen interface actually works really well, so it is accessible. I will say that there are some skills that do have some on-screen elements where you know, it wouldn't read out the options there for me. Um, so that could be an issue. But yeah, on a whole, I think it's a really nice device. Now, my opinion on that may change because I got this as a Black Friday deal. Um, so I got it half price. At the full price, I'm not sure if the screen adds enough for me, for the level of vision that I've got, that I think it's worth it. But for the price I got it at, I think it is a nice, uh, it's a nice device. Okay. You sound like you've been quite coy about this. Um, 
Okay, well. well. <laughs> yeah, I am, because it's really difficult, because the only real advantage is the screen. And because that's just a purely visual thing, you know, yes, we can access it using voice view, but the information that it's telling us, we can get via the voice anyway. So, you know, for me, with the, as I said, with my low vision, I can see the clock, which is quite handy. And there's some other things where it's quite handy. But yeah, the screen itself doesn't add that much to to the experience. Right. Well, here's my take on it, Tim. So this is the, the kind of final view on this before you can sort of make <laughs> up your mind, right? Yes. I think it's terrible. <laughs> terrible, you say? I do. I'll tell you why. Because okay. A couple of reasons. I, I think the touch screen... Okay, so let me be, preface this by saying I'm talking here for blind people, right? For sighted people, I'm sure it's wonderful. Although I think 5-inch screen, even for someone with full sight, I don't know how they could even see it. Uh, with voice view, it's okay. Certainly a lot better than Google's Nest products, uh, or certainly the Nest Hub, which has got this screen on it. Uh, the Chrome Vox that's built into that is is really poor. Uh, you turn it on Ooh. and you're getting like, you know, ch148.45.jpg and you're like, oh really? Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> what is that? But you don't get any of that with voice view. It is actually pretty decent. But it's what it does. It, it literally just shows you what's on the screen that's already told you. Yes, there are obviously videos and things you can watch. Uh, so you could do that if you wanted to. You could listen to, to a, a video on it or something. But I don't see the point having a screen. And I think as someone who I'm a bit of a feeler. You know, I like to feel the buttons and, you know, put Steady. mute on. Calm down. Uh, put mute on, uh, you know, or, or find the button to just maybe say, you know, you, you can press the button to enable Lady A rather than actually having to say the word. Um, I, I like to do that with volume up and down. I tend to do that a lot. I'm just that way. Uh, with this, I'm constantly touching the screen by accident. Uh, I can't remember if I've turned voice view off or on. So it's, it's you know, sometimes things are happening on the screen. Uh, the time, it's a great big clock on it. But the clock seems to always go away. I don't know where it goes, but it always seems to disappear off and something appears on the screen. I mean, yes, if I had voice view on it, it could tell me. But when I did actually check it on voice view, it didn't really say anything. It was just like, you know, some you know quote of the day that I didn't care about. Some, you know, <laughs> mindfulness thing. And it was like, oh, I don't care about this. Um, so I think if you, if you have got some vision, obviously this is going to be useful to you. I don't know why, though, because all the information it gives you is really just what it is telling you in visual form. Uh, the only one thing that I think it could be useful for is if you... Are, are, if I don't know if you guys do this, but I like to sometimes just listen to TV shows rather than put them through a television. So I'll often bounce it to a speaker, maybe a HomePod or, a, or an Echo Dot or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just listen to the shows that way. I, I find it more relaxing. Um, so you could in theory, play, say, some content from this device, like from Prime Video, for example, on the Echo Show 5. But that's it. That's the only thing I can come up with. I, I have no idea. And it's funny because I feel bad because I already slated the, uh, the the Fire TV Cube for being the most useless device on Earth. Um, but this, I'm not saying it's the most useless device on Earth, but it's. It, I don't see the point compared to the Echo Dot or the Echo Show. So that's kind of where I am. Wow. You totally disagree with Robin, then, because wow. Robin seems to love yeah. it. I, d I don't like it. I really don't. I, I'm not. I'm, I mean, I've got one, and it's sitting here, and it is going away. I'm going to replace it back with a dot, because I just, I love the dot. I don't need a screen. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why would you replace it? I mean, the addition of a screen doesn't take anything away. 
But like I'm saying, I'm a feeler. I like to press the buttons. I'm always touching screens. We've still got buttons on the top. There's plenty of buttons, buttons to play with. I'm touching screens and things are happening. It's, oh, it's 4.48. No, I don't care. It's oh, mute okay. or whatever. Okay. I don't Sorry. like it. Let's, let's go to Tim. And, and for the price that he would have spent, even if he got it half price on a Black Friday sale or a Cyber Monday sale, it still would be more expensive than what the Echo Dot 3 was on sale. So if, to trade it in and say, you know what, this was too expensive, I want my money back, I'll spend a third of the price or half the price on a Dot, I, I think that that's fair if you're not going to use the screen. Here's the thing, I, you know, all disclosure, you know, all in here, I don't have one, and there's a reason for that. I think that it's, as you said, Sean, it's nice, it's okay. If you have vision or even low vision, there might be some usefulness to this. If you wanted to watch a video like you were talking about, Stephen, on Amazon Prime Video or YouTube, yeah. there might be some purpose there. If you want to mount it in your kitchen so that you can use it for recipes, if you are sighted and want to glance over at it to see either a picture of what you're making or a list on the screen of what ingredients you need for a recipe or something like that, I, I can understand that perhaps. But Outside of the limited type of visual needs of this or uses, maybe not needs, but uses for this. Yeah, I agree that especially for someone who has very little vision or especially no vision, I don't see the need for something like the Echo Show. I'm perfectly happy with an Echo or an Echo Dot. It's going to read or say out loud to me everything that I need it to do. If I want to have my Echo device for some reason play something from Amazon Prime Video or some other television app that I might have or YouTube, I can Bluetooth my iPhone through my mm -hmm. Echo, which yeah. I do all the time. I have it set up now where once you set up once, you just say Lady A connect my phone and she knows what that is. She connects it immediately and it sounds fantastic. And that's a great feature as well. It, it's a, a wonderful feature. And now with iOS, with uh, iOS 13 voiceover stays on your phone and doesn't actually play through the device itself that you're Bluetoothing through. So I can control voiceover hearing it on my phone and the audio that I'm piping through the echo is the only thing coming through the echo, not also voiceover. So it, it's so nice to do it that way. If I had vision and I was, again, using it for watching videos, maybe, I don't know, maybe have a kid that wants to watch it in the back of the car on a long trip, although I can buy a Kindle for that. Actually, we have bought a Kindle for that, you know. Um, <laughs> so to do this, yeah, I, I agree with you, Stephen. I don't visually see the point for someone who's blind and very little need if, if you have sight anyway. And Oof. I think, well, and I, I think the problem oh, is as well. You, it's very well, dang it's this so one. Small. I don't like it. It's yeah, small. it's tiny. It's tiny. It's that's so a, small. That's a bonus. That's a plus. For what? Well, I mean, <laughs> so just... you, you can't see even more. Okay, look, look. <laughs> this is the perfect bedside uh, table alarm clock. As I said, much better than the spot. The screen size. Who's got a table next to the bed? Who are these people? Why did you say this I've bedside table? Everyone. They, no, you must have drawers next to your bed. Come on. What drawers? Oh, sorry, Mr. Pedantic, Mr. Picky. Okay, whatever <laughs> piece of furniture you've got next to your bed where you put all your stuff to charge at night, it's perfect for that. And look, there is another aspect. We're being very um, singular here because there is the option to turn subtitles on. So everything that every voice response from Lady A can be displayed on the screen. So for someone that is hard of hearing as well, there yes. are other accessibility uh, benefits to it. Well, let's, so that let's, is one let's of them. Be, yeah, let's be clear on this. I'm and saying... There is a feature there that we'll, we can get into, but yeah, go ahead. You're right. I mean, what, what I'm saying is that it's... I'm talking about it from a blind person's perspective. I totally get what you're saying, though. And I think for people who are, are profoundly deaf who use sign language, this is actually the best device ever made. 
I mean, and, and you know, even this device, as you say, it can caption as well. So if you even don't uh, speak uh, using sign language, you can use that. You can lip read, obviously, if you can see it. You know, if you're if you're hard of hearing, you could use it for that. I mean, it's essentially like the way you would use FaceTime or whatever yeah. the whatever the Android equivalent is. Although we don't know that, uh, Tim, because we don't have a silly phone. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I have a smartphone. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. We don't have dumb phones. Um, but no, there is a but, point to that that, that someone like, who is deaf. Would have the ability. I was going to steamroll you, Sean. Um, <laughs> if you are deaf and you want to use captions or sign language with the camera, yeah, it's a fantastic device for that purpose. I don't want to diminish that at all. And I believe it is the Show Five, not the others, that has. I always get confused. Is it the five or the ten that has the uh, the product recognition for the blind? Yeah, this I is could, weird. This I couldn't get so that to only, work. It's, no, it's only available in the states at the moment. That's why. Yeah, it's oh, only in the um, states. Wow. But the weird thing is, I know that's, well, I, I can kind of understand that. That is actually a really good feature, the show and tell feature, which is brilliant. Um, but it's only on the 5. It's not on the 8 or the 10, or the which I don't sense. understand. Yeah, I don't get that. Um, and if that maybe to it's, maybe it's out, coming. And I presume it would be coming. It's something that's in its early stages. And show and tell is a reason or it's a, I don't know. It's a that's reason. probably the closest reason. I it's would the say closest reason. It. If you have low vision or no vision, show and tell is a fantastic feature. I have heard it demonstrated. Well, hang on. Sorry, Tim. Let me, let me just quickly explain what show and tell is in case there's people out there that don't know. The show and tell feature allows you to hold up a can or uh, a packet of something and ask lady a, what am I holding? And using the camera in the show five, it's able to tell you. You know, it's a tin of soup or tomato soup or whatever. So it, that actually is really useful. And I, and I think that's a great feature. But is it alone enough for me to spend the money on an Echo Show 5? And I, I don't think by itself it is because with my smartphone, I have other apps that will do a similar, if not as good or better job to identify products. Um, I, think, well, look, I think we're all agreeing that the screen just isn't enough of a benefit if you're you know, particularly low vision or Especially no vision. Especially for the price. It doesn't add enough. I just want to mention one more thing before we go to break, uh, because this is really interesting. Uh, now, one thing I've been saying for a long time, I think I mentioned it after the Amazon event last time, was one thing that really irritates me about the Echo is it's not very portable. You can't just pick it up and move it around. I mean, you can on your phone, but let's say you have one, you wanted to have music in the bathroom. You, unless you can find a way of plugging it in, and I know, I know in the States, I think it's more likely that you'll have the, the plugs to plug things in, but we don't certainly have that in the UK. Nope. Uh, at least that, my house doesn't. So, you know, I can't plug anything in in there. It has to be battery operated. So what a lot of people are doing is they are buying these little uh, docking stations that you can put Echo Dots into. Well, that all changed because uh, Amazon has announced a brand new Echo Input Portable Smart Speaker Edition, which is brand new, but it's only available in India. Oh, what is going on? It's either US or India. I know. So this was actually following, and you'll know about this, Tim, because we didn't have this in the UK, but there was the tap, the Echo Tap, Mm. or Amazon Tap, whatever it's called, and um, that that was a kind of idea, but I think you had to press the button to activate Lady A. You couldn't just speak to her. Right. This one does have that. It's got 360 degree sound. It comes with a 4,800 milliamp battery that powers it for 10 hours of continuous music playback and 11 hours of standby time. Uh, unlike the Echo Input, though, the model doesn't let you use Lady A with a dumb speaker. Rather, the, you, you, it basically allows you to take it with you. And they're saying that this is something that they want to, to be able to uh, to offer people. Now, the tap never really took off because you had to push the button. Uh, Amazon currently has no 
portable Echo devices in Europe or North America, but this will change. Um, Amazon has told TechCrunch that the new speaker will eventually come to other markets. Uh, it says that um, it's available in uh, pre-order in India for 4,999 rupees. That's $70, uh, with shipping set for December 18th. I think this will probably arrive here next year, and I will have one of those. Thank you. So, of course yeah, you will. Nice. I'm confused. Of course, by yeah. This. Why wouldn't I? I think this is confusing, though. Is this an echo input uh, uh, the, at its core? Because I got one of those to add to a pre-existing speaker setup that I had, and then find out you were unable to use it for drop-in or intercom. That's which true. Is one and of the main uses. As well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, if if that's still got the limitations, I'm, I'm I'm not a fan. Why wouldn't you just get a, a battery case for a dot, which we all know do exist? We shall see. We shall see. We don't know yet. It's not here okay. yet. But when we when it gets here, we will get. Maybe just order one from India. So can we do that? Let's just do that. Um, right. Look, <laughs> hang around. We've got lots more to talk about. News on Bose. AR Frames and Microsoft's Soundscape app. Also, uh, do we want to know uh, more about internet memes as blind people? Do we want to know what they say? <laughs> well, <No>. clearly not <laughs> here. Um, but <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> We're going to talk about that next. And uh, Tim's take on audio games coming up. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. Yes, we're back on Double Tap Canada. I'm just Sorry, I was a bit distracted there because I was just thinking, hang on, uh, the good lady there uh, said the email address. I said at the top of the show, we didn't mention the email address, but the lady did. Oh, no one's listening to the lady. That's a disgrace. <laughs> lady DT, as she'll be called. Um, oh, oh that's, I, see, that's, I get that's, it. See, you see what I did there? Mm, yeah, lady clever. Very nice. Well done. Uh, yeah, that's quite nice. Uh, sounds like uh, someone who'd be sitting in, in Parliament in the UK. Uh, <laughs> drawing drawing a salary she never earned. Um, oh, right. <laughs> Anarchy. Carry on. I love I love that this show's in Canada. I can say what I like about the UK. I love it. Um, right, okay, let's get to the news, shall we? Because uh, some interesting stuff happening. Uh, one story in particular that really caught our attention this week was the news about Bose and AR frames. Kind of confirmed our thoughts. <clears throat> That's putting it mildly. Um, scoop. Confirmed our scoop. Yeah, yeah. yeah confirmed our... Okay, exactly, confirmed our scoop. Uh, that... Uh, Microsoft released an update to the iOS app Soundscape, which it's not really uh, an app that gives you directions. It's not a navigation app, but what it does do is it uses 3D sound to essentially put whatever you're heading in front of you or to the side of you to give you an indication of where you're heading. So a great example of this was one day I was going to the bank and I wanted to find the cash machine. So what I did was uh, started up Soundscape and I had my both my earpods in or AirPods in at the time and I could hear a kind of a da dum da dum da dum da dum da dum coming out of both ears. Oh, that's very good. That's exactly, that? exactly the noise it, it makes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get this kind of... And then you were run over by a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, or a bus, more likely in my case, because uh, you're so busy listening to all this noise, you have no idea what's going on around you, apart from the fact that clearly a horse is coming at you from both ends. And um, But yeah, so <laughs> I'm staring ahead, and I can hear in the centre of my head, almost so in a sense, hearing straight in front, um, the kind of beep, 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 beep. And that's it telling me the bank is in front of me. Now, if I turned my head to the left, 
that would then start to come out of my right ear, so telling me to turn to the right again. So it kind of gives you an indication of where things are. And what they've done is uh, Microsoft have been working with Bose, who created the AR frames, that's the augmented reality headset, which allows you to, uh, instead of using your phone to navigate or, or, you know, kind of find position, it uses the actual headset itself, and that is what the update is doing. It's actually working more closely with it. So the question is this week, because Tim, you've got a pair of these. You're the only one of us who has them. I don't know how I've managed to go so far without getting them, because I've been so... Three times I've been in a store, and I've been holding them in my hand, going, I'm going to buy these, and then I don't. Uh, it's so reason. weird for you. It you is very buy weird. anything I uncharacteristic. I, yeah. I think it's because my wife's with me at the time. I just, uh, you I'm know, just, I don't. Uh, maybe it's something yeah. to do with that. Uh, but anyway, you've you've tried this out. You you popped out. You actually left your house uh, to try this. Did you leave your house? I, I, you make it sound like I never leave my house. Wow, well, I, thought I, that, I thought that was Sean's thing, not mine. Um, yeah, you I, leave our house. Why would you want to leave your house? Yeah, why would you leave your house? Right. What? Well, there's nothing out there in the big world. No. Um, so yeah, I have tried this, and like you said, Stephen, it's different than Soundscape was or is without Bose AR frames, because of course, as you said. The, the app itself without Bose AR frames is using the positioning of your phone. So as you're turning you know, your phone really more than anything, your GPS and your position you know, is being picked up by the app and that location information is what it's giving you around you. So as you're turning, you're hearing the waypoints, you're hearing the you know, information about maybe a restaurant or a business that's around you because it does give that general information in, in, yeah. in a you know, contextual kind of way. But it's using the phone to do that. With Bose AR frames, what, what's nice is like other AR frames enabled apps, when you open it up, they give you this uh, new alert saying that they are working with Bose AR frames. You go into the settings to connect your Bose AR frames to Soundscape, which is very simple to do. They have you calibrate it, which is basically just feeling ridiculous while you look up, down, left and right in all kinds of ways for about 10 seconds. And uh, once it calibrates, you're ready to go. And they actually even have a demonstration in there so you don't have have to leave your house so if you want to test it without leaving your house and you have Bose frames to do that you <laughs> right. can hooray yes um, so you can just sit on your couch and what it'll do is it'll drop a waypoint in your right ear or way off in the distance on the right and as you either turn your head or turn your body but more importantly you're turning the frames you're turning your your you know what position you're looking at with the frames and it will line that waypoint up with where you're looking so if you move away from it say if the waypoint is on your right you turn to your left you will hear it behind you uh, doing that that wonderful sound that you you uh, replicated before, exactly. But as you as you you know, turn towards it and even walk towards it, then it, it gets uh, closer and louder and and directionally in front of you. And then you can of course get information about other businesses, like I said. And it's really simple. You can keep the phone in your pocket, so you can tap the button on the Bose frames once to you know get information about the waypoint. I believe it's twice for other you know information about what's around you and then three times to get even additional information so basically you're just touching the button on the frames to get information you know in context but you don't even have to do that if you've already set a waypoint and you're just walking towards that waypoint you're fine you're good and you just turn your body and it uses the sensors and the compass and everything within the frames to do it and I think this is a fantastic upgrade, to be very honest. When when we talked about it before and scooping what we thought was going to happen, it was like, well, you know, this would be a great upgrade if they ever did this. 
And it, and it truly is because you don't have to use your phone. You don't have to rely on pointing at a certain direction. You literally you're just looking with your, your, your Bose frames in that direction. And, and it's as easy as that. Okay. No, no, no. Now I've got to jump in here. Mm-hmm. So, Tim, Try to have, take you, it all actually, apart. have mm-hmm. you actually <laughs> used these outside in the real world? Yes. Set a waypoint. So, so that's the one thing with any app that you have to set a marker or a waypoint is you have to get there first. Um, so once you've gotten there, you drop that marker, drop that waypoint, and then you want to go back to it another time, then you, you are able to do that. With this, so for instance, I set a waypoint at the end of my street, uh, mm-hmm. actually even at the end of my driveway because we have a very long sloping driveway. And so yeah. I wanted to be able to get to the end of the street, but then get... <laughs> I can't believe you see. You seem so shocked at that, uh, shortness. Well, it's a driveway, a long gravel driveway, like a mansion you're living in, Tim. No, and I didn't say gravel. Okay, oh, no, I didn't right. say gravel no, driveway. No, it's okay. You can. I said long away. sloping driveway. It's like I'll on stay a hill. in my shed. Yeah, stay in no, your look, shed. Will you? No, Jeez. stop it. Stop it. The, the point I want to make is, what difference does this actually make that you put the phone away? All right. So we've got the the whole. Oh, don't hold your phone out in public thing. I get that, the safety aspect, right? But does it actually make it easier to use, that it's using the sensors in the glasses, so, you know, it's going off which way you're looking? Rather well, surely, than... uh, surely it'll be more accurate then. No, 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 not at all. Well, uh, sorry, Tim, is it more accurate? <laughs> I, I can't confirm that I have scientific no. evidence to prove such a thing. However, in my experience, I would say, yes, I believe it is more accurate because it is using not only your GPS, the sensors within the Bose AR frames, but as well as the compass in the AR frames. And so I believe there are more, uh, you know, there's more technology there to get information to provide to you to get you to where you need to go. So once I've set that marker at the end of the street and I walk there, if I get off course, it's going to automatically, you know, be Say if I'm veering off to the right, it's going to be off to my left. Uh, yeah, but and, the phone does that anyway. But I believe this is much more accurate. You know how you the believe. phone... You believe. No, no, where's well, the yeah, proof? No, but, but if you think about it, Sean, because if, if you've got the phone in your pocket, the phone is... Don't get it's all not... serious with me, Stephen Scott. Okay, <laughs> but it's it's kind of it's in your pocket. This it's just kind of sitting on its side. No, no, I you get know, that. Not, I get that. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. That's the point. It's, it might you could even have the phone in your bag, and that can knock things as well with directions. And how many exactly. times have you used something like Blind Square, where it says your GPS accuracy was within thirty meters or something? You know, it's it's not always that accurate. When I tested it, all I can attest to is that dropping a waypoint and going back to it with other apps that don't use this. Sometimes the waypoint seems to shift within yes. five feet, mm. 10 feet, 30 feet, whatever. The waypoint isn't, it doesn't always seem like it's in the same spot. This was pretty darn close, if not Wait. exactly on the spot. Wait, are you saying that the Bose AR frames has a GPS built in? Because I don't believe they do. They do no, not. That's not what he's saying at all. I didn't say that at all. I said they use the GPS well, so within your phone it, in addition yes. to the sensors and the built in compass within the Bose Which AR frames. Which are exactly the same sensors that are in your iPhone anyway. Accelerometer, a, a compass, which are already in there. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm not trying to, to say this is a terrible thing. I'm just wondering how much of an advantage is it to use the Bose AR frames rather than the phone just held out in front of you? And I'm being told that it's more accurate. So well, yeah, but it's also, it. I mean, I think as, as well, the most important thing is that hands-free experience, which is really Correct. important. Obviously, the headset will do all the tracking and it'll allow you to hear the audio beacon that's coming out and, and call-outs in 3D as well, which I think is just a fantastic feature. I've got to be honest, I only went back to Soundscape when I was in Canada recently, when I was in Toronto at the AMI offices, and mm, I, I the one loved boasting. it. 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it was just incredible. I put AMI into the, the, the beacon, you know, I set it as a beacon, and it, it just took me right to the door. It was so clear. It's an and amazing And I would love app. to try it. I, yeah. It's an amazing app, and it's got so much better. And the, the new tutorials, if you've, if you've listened to this and maybe you haven't opened up Soundscape in a while, I really encourage you to do it. Because the, the the improvements they have made to this app at first when it came out, I thought this is just this is not great. It doesn't. Feel All three like... of us said that on this show yeah, when it did. came out that we weren't really excited about it. That it was no. it was all right, but there was other apps that did the same thing better. But with the updates that they've made, and especially if you are someone who is looking to get Bose airframes or you have them, I think this is a good addition for that purpose. I think that the 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 use of Soundscape because it offers that 3D environmental, you know, positioning. It it's a perfect comp- or it's a perfect way to use the Mosaic frames. It makes sense to do it this way. I mean, look, I'm just saying we're heading up to the holidays. You might want to talk no to to mum and dad and say, "Hey guys." Oh, I thought I you were w- going to say we should buy them for you as a present. That's what I thought That's he was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably have them before Christmas anyway. You know what I'm like. Um, I, I kind of want these for Christmas, though. I, I, you know, for holiday season, I think oh, this would be great. You've been sold. I thought what was really interesting about the release notes, so this, is, this support is added in the latest update for mm-hmm. Soundscape, um, that it said the Bose AR frames are the first of augmented reality headsets to be added, you know, suggesting that there's more to come. And when you open the app and you go to... Uh, you go to connect the Bose AR frames to it, the wording implies the same thing. It implies that there may be more to come. <gasps> you know what's going to happen, though? I'm going to get these, and then they're going to bring out Bose AR frames too. You just yeah, know I, that's exactly. coming. Oh, yeah. I hope so, yeah. I will laugh. It does sound like a great uh, I mean, it is a great app for sure, but this, this partnership sounds really good. And this, this well really done, Microsoft. Me. I would love to see uh, some kind of, I mean, I, I suppose it is GPS in a way, at least in terms of where it tra- how it tracks you. But I'd love to actually get better directions using this kind of technology. I kind of wish, in a way, that Google or Apple, you know, who've got the Maps apps, um, <laughs> could have got there first with this. Uh, but I'm really glad Microsoft are, because, of course, you know, the fact is they are working with these, these guys at Google and, and, and at uh, Apple as well to, to make this kind of thing happen. So this is really good. Um, look, some other news to get to, because there's so much news this week. It's incredible. We normally, uh, we always come here and we, we, we say, oh, there's no news, there's nothing to talk about, nothing's happening. This week, quite different. Um, Lazarillo, Lazarillo. I don't know if that's right. That's exactly um, not how you say it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, this is more interesting to someone like Sean, um, I think. Um, what? Mainly you, well, mainly because you wrote an article about it on the website. Ah, uh, uh, yes, that's, that's right. Yes. DoubleTap.online, you can check it out. Which is uh, funny Lazarillo, because he doesn't go anywhere, is he? Sorry? I know. It's bizarre, isn't it? Uh, but yes, this is an app for Android. Boo! And iOS. <laughs> Yay! Um that has definitely all uh, impressed us, uh, for sure. Uh, so basically, um, it, it helps you find your current location while on the move. It's great for being on a bus, uh, great for uh, accessing nearby shops and all the rest of it. Um, but the news here is that they're working on indoor mapping. Uh, yeah. So not just outside, but actually going inside to, for example, public buildings or universities. I guess, Sean, the story here is this is going to be buildings 
that are already mapped in some way. This is not going to be everywhere you go. No, exactly. And that's the sticking point with indoor mapping is that there's no data really available currently. So they've started, uh, it's a Tampa-based company, Lazarillo. So they've started with the Tampa... Lazarillo! Yeah, not like that. They've started with the uh, Tampa University. They've they've mapped that themselves. And the key thing here is that it's the Lazarillo team that are doing all the mapping, indoor mapping. Um, So they've got no sources. So, you know, it's going to take a long time. So what they're hoping to do is to be able to offer a indoor mapping system to organizations and hopefully individuals, you know, where you could make your own indoor maps for your school or university or public building, wherever it is, and make that available to everyone. Um, it's, it's great, though. That indoor mapping, you know, is something that we really need. It's the, that last 10 yards of GPS can get you to the general location. We need to be able to solve the finding the front door or the entrance problem. And then also indoor navigation uh, shopping malls or something like that. That is particularly tricky. So any work in that is great. And, um, yeah, I think all power to them. They're, they're really the app itself is really good. And the fact that they're working on this, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm very impressed with them. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, does this an app in the States as well, Tim? Is this workable there? Lazarillo is available in the States. Uh, as Sean mentioned, they are a Tampa-based company. As I and, did say. <laughs> as you did say. And uh, it is. I actually have it on my phone. We uh, did talk about this. I don't know that you were on that episode, actually, Stephen. I think that was when you were away. Um, but we, we did talk about this a little bit. And I like Lazarillo. I I think the more oh. they, well, I was going to say, it's, it's kind of like Soundscape in the beginning. When it first came out, I wasn't all that excited about it. But as they keep adding more features and more things to do with it and, and really making it more robust, I'm liking it more and more. I, I, I'm, I'm using it more than, than I had in the past. And anything that can navigate indoors, even if it's, you know, it's not universal, obviously, because they've got to map it first. It's kind of like that app Way Around, where they use beacons and things to to do yeah. that. Uh, and the, and Way Around has used that for conferences and, and airports, and but very specific situations. And, and that may be what Lazarillo does for the moment. But I like seeing multiple companies, multiple apps doing this thing because hopefully, eventually, we can get to a point where one app or another or all of the above will offer enough indoor navigation for us that we'll have uh, you know, some sort of solution, whatever the app is. So I like that, that they're going in this direction. That's got to be the next step, though, isn't it? I mean, yep. you know, Google and so. Apple and all these massive companies have all gone around and mapped the whole world. The next step has got to be, logically, that they start mapping you know, public buildings, surely. They're not coming to my house. Why not? Because... Uh... <laughs> They're just not, right? I would love it. That would be fantastic. Uh, Okay, what about internet memes? I want to ask you both about these. Um, I I don't personally care about memes. I know that there's a thing, and for those who don't know what they are, especially if you're blind, you might think, I've heard of these things, but I don't really know what they are. You get a picture of, uh, there was one we were hearing about as we were prepping this, where it's like an upended bus. Uh, I have no idea why you'd want to look at a picture of an upended bus, but if you did... uh, I'm slightly well, worried because we don't actually know what that meme means. No, we, I've, well, I've, that's the point. Yeah, I'm so nervous, to promote, getting to. nervous to promote a meme that uh, might not be uh, appropriate, but maybe it's. But, well, it's I don't know. I don't. But but the point is the meme. But I think the whole point of a meme though is it's funny, right? So it's a picture of something silly well, or something like or you thoughtful know, or insightful. Thought you, sometimes thought you were having a bad day, kind of thing, right? Um, which I think is kind of probably where that was going. So upended bus. Um, 
<laughs> I'm using it as an example, only because that's what it said. Uh, it's the, the, story. Perver- the proverbial bus that one of us throws the other one under from show yeah. to show. <laughs> that is where that bus ended up. Yes. Upside down. Um, <laughs> But or or my boss in Grand Theft Auto, wherever I drive it. Well, that's um, true. But 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 yeah. So you've got this this picture, and then it's something silly, or it's maybe uh, I don't know, picture of of who knows what, and then there's text overlaid on it. The problem is, of course, that a lot of screen readers just can't pick up on that. Um, what the there's a, a Cambridge Mellon University, I think it is, not Cambridge, um, <laughs> Carnegie Mellon, Carnegie, that's the one. Carnegie Mellon. <laughs> Carnegie Mellon. I've no idea what that is. I assume in the States somewhere. It's got to be with a name like that. Yeah, exactly. Carnegie Mellon, uh, which sounds something, actually something I'd eat. Um, but yeah, it's a university. Uh, so if, if you're listening here and you're from Carnegie Mellon University, then more power to you. Um, Good luck. Anyway, aside that, that's me on side with them. Well done. Uh, those guys have come up with a great idea, which is to make them accessible uh, by sort of using a mixture of AI and OCR. So putting it together, which actually isn't a bad idea when you think about it. And I'm really simplifying this a lot because we've read this a few times thinking, how does this work? Yeah. But that's essentially it. They, they could have mixed together the AI to look at the image and understand the upended bus and then look at the text and say, you thought you had a bad day, uh, and it kind of reads it to you. The problem is, of course... We can say it in this way, and that the point you made there, uh, Sean, at the start, but you know, we, we don't know what these memes mean, is actually the whole point exactly. of this. Because what we will get from this information is upended bus thought you had a bad day. That probably wouldn't make much sense when it's being read out by Jaws, a bah, 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 voice, you know. It's not going to make any sense It's all to about the context of it, isn't yeah. it? And that's the whole thing. This is uh, the Memes is very much instant... So you, you can make them accessible, but does it really make them understandable i think is the question yeah and and that's what we were trying to get from the various articles that we read you know what does this actually bring does it give it context does it say this meme is uh part of this cultural reference do you know what i mean it's Mm. it's incredibly tricky just describing using image recognition and ocr to describe what it is doesn't actually give you the context of it um so maybe that's something that they're working on I don't know. But you know what? It's a difficult one for, for me because I'm thinking internet memes is so, I don't know. I'm too old for internet memes. I think that's what it is. But too old for a lot of things. It's all, it, where is this? <laughs> you glad you said that. Stop it. Where, <laughs> I was thinking it, but I'm glad you said it. They're working on this technology, Pretty but nice. where is it going to be deployed? You know, is this going to be something mm. that we're going to see as part of Facebook, Twitter, um, a part of a screen reader even? You well, know? This, this is obviously a research project that's going to go. Exactly. And, is and it actually going to go anywhere? It could go to these companies, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't know. Look, anyway, let's move on because we've got some time left and I want to use it for uh, audio games. It's something we don't get into very often because I hate games. I have no time for these things but you guys except like Grand Theft Auto yeah Grand except Theft Auto that's not I don't play that as a game and what's that I mean, truck I, thing you play the truck the uh, Euro truck Euro yeah truck? anything yeah. that basically involves driving that makes me think for a moment that I am able to drive a you vehicle you can sit down for hours and hours and eat food and still play a game I realise though I cannot eat food and drive the truck in a straight line I've come to this conclusion I'd be a terrible truck sorry are you saying that if you weren't eating food you'd be able to drive your truck in a straight line <laughs> I didn't say that either. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just but, making but, sure. But, but yeah, but but I see your I see where you're going with that. Uh, it's a it's a it's a work in progress. Yeah, it definitely is. Okay, audio games. Anyway, yeah, that aside. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I'm, so basically, what I'm saying is, I'm not a gamer. Uh, but look, you are, or you both are actually to some degree, maybe more so for you, Tim. You like audio games, and you've been trying out one. Uh, this week in particular, although I know you've been following the story about this game, that's it's a game that's not out until next year. Tell us about it. 
That's correct. The game is called Pitch Black, and it won't be released until next year. At least that's uh, what, what we're understanding, possibly October 2020. It is in development officially now. They have been running a Kickstarter, which they raise a little over 4,700 pounds because the developer is from the UK. And uh, they... Hooray. I, I get, hooray, yeah, hooray for the UK. And um, the UK, yeah. So let's, let's bring an atlas in here to start reading out names <laughs> exactly. of countries, yeah. But um but yeah, so they did their Kickstarter. I guess a little over forty seven hundred pounds was enough to at least get started. And they have begun development on the game. Now, thankfully, the uh lead uh developer on the game, Harry Cooper, has spoken with me on Facebook a little bit. I actually follow them on Twitter and I was it's funny, I was talking with them on Twitter, uh sending messages back and forth, asking questions about it and then completely separately i was speaking to harry cooper in a in a chat room or forum on facebook i don't know that that was related it was just coincidence and he said well here i can send you a link to where you can try out what we're testing right now so you can take a look at it and of course i'm not going to decline that so i have played a version i think it's (laughs) 1.1 or 1.2 that they are developing right now a few things to test and I have to say, so far, because I know it's obviously not even not even the beginnings, basically, of a game, let alone a finished product, but it is a 3D binaural environment. And for anybody who doesn't know what binaural is, basically, that's where you can take stereo microphones, for lack of a better term, uh, that, that are hearing what your ears would hear. So there are headphones out there that do this for a variety of different headphones that can record, basically, from your perspective, what your ears would, and, would hear and how they would hear them. And so as you're navigating this game, what their promise is going to be is that you're navigating in a 3D environment where if there's a person up and to your left or off to the side to your left and they're, you know, a certain distance away, it'll sound like they are to your left and a certain distance away. And you'll be able to turn to them and walk up to them. And there have been similar games that have done similar things like that before. But really, honestly, in the short demonstration that I've played, this is one of the better environments that I've ever heard this in. It's a fully interactive environment. So you can walk up to different things and, and interact with them. And that's the promise of the game is that you'll have, I guess, different uh, missions or quests, dungeons, different you know different things you can do. They have a simulator uh, within the the demo right now where you'll hear. I forget what they call it in game, but it's basically like a racetrack that you can hear what's going on. Uh, there's a bar that you can walk into. Um, it's actually a funny part of the demonstration. There's this drunk guy standing outside the bar and making all these. Steven. It's Stephen. Yes, I, I, is he Scottish? He actually. <laughs> Not quite Scottish, but the things he's spouting sound very uh, reminiscent of some things I've heard you say. Yes, he's uh, very angry, and and um, yes, he and he's not feeling quite well. Uh, has a lot of things to say, but uh, you can go in and interact with the bar. I should get credit for that game. You should. You absolutely should. But no. But from what they're, they're using my life. So right now, basically, they're trying to test the the game engine and trying to test the the environment and walking around and interacting. And I'm hopeful that you know with the if the storyline is good and, and the interaction is good the way they've, they've promised, this should be a lot of fun when it comes out next October. I have heard a demo of some of the gameplay. If you go to their uh, to their, their Kickstarter page, they actually have a demo that you can listen to some of what the game would sound like. Sounds like they are getting some actors in there to actually portray different characters and sound effects and a whole you know score, you know musical score. So this could be this could be pretty big. Sounds interesting for sure. Uh, Look, we're going to leave it there because uh, we could talk much more, uh, I'm sure, on this topic and we'll maybe get back into it next week. But for now, I can sort of hear a 
banging at the door, growling from the guys on next. So we shall move on uh, and uh, we shall uh, catch up again next time on Double Tap Canada. Uh, Just a reminder, you can check out our website for uh, the very latest news, reviews and opinions and, of course, the podcast as well, doubletap.online. Don't forget Double Tap TV as well. Details on that coming up in just a second. Uh, And, of course, a reminder to email us Keep in touch. Feedback at ami.ca. Uh, we'd love to get your emails. We'll get through more of those next week for you here on Double Tap Canada. For now, though, from me, thank you. And from Tim and Sean, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Catch you next time. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.